When it comes to plant medicine and ayahuasca, people have a ton of questions. In this video, I'll be answering the top 10 questions that I've gotten over the years about ayahuasca. Are you ready? Hello, beautiful soul. That intro that you just saw is for the retreat center Rhythmia in Costa Rica, which is one of the few medically licensed retreat centers in the world to work with plant medicine. I'm going to be doing a workshop at Rhythmia from July 31st to August 7th. I'm going to be teaching a workshop and also participating in plant medicine ceremonies with everybody that comes down there. So if you want to head down to Costa Rica, meet me at Rhythmia, participate in my workshop and work with plant medicine, I'm going to leave a link in the the description box below where you can click on it and join me. And I hope to see you in Rhythmia on July 31st. I shot another video recently on ayahuasca, going deep on ayahuasca. There's a ton of information in that video. I'll leave a link in the description box below so you can go into that video after watching this one. But basically after that video, I got a lot of questions. And so this video is going to be the top 10 questions about ayahuasca that were brought up by my audience. So here we go. The first question is, is ayahuasca a drug. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. So, uh, and this statement, this question can actually be quite offensive to indigenous cultures around, uh, South America who have worked with ayahuasca for thousands of years to consider it a drug can be a little bit disrespectful. So it's not doing ayahuasca, working with ayahuasca is not the same as shooting a line of cocaine or popping some ecstasy at a party. All right. Completely different experiences. Ayahuasca is not a drug. Ayahuasca from a shamanic perspective is considered a living, beautiful, wise plant teacher. All right. So, um, that's an important distinction. Now there are a couple of, a couple of things that kind of set ayahuasca apart from recreational drugs. All right. So one of them is that you're lucid during an ayahuasca ceremony. So a lot of times, uh, science, uh, the scientific perspective is that you're hallucinating during an ayahuasca ceremony. A shamanic perspective is not that way at all. So you're lucid during an ayahuasca ceremony. I've done many, you are completely lucid. So you you are seeing visions, you're going through journeys, you're going through archetypal, archetypal and symbolic journeys, but at the same time, you're lucid also. So if someone comes up to talk to you during an ayahuasca ceremony, you can perfectly hear what they're saying. You can open your eyes. You can talk to a person this during an ayahuasca ceremony. So you are lucid, very different from what happens when you're on recreational drugs that completely alter you. All right. That's one, one way in which it's different. Another way is that ayahuasca is not addictive. Okay. So, um, and that actually leads me into the second question. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but these two, uh, these two things are really the main, um, the main ways that distinguish, uh, ayahuasca from recreational drug use. It is not a drug and you shouldn't work with ayahuasca considering it, uh, think of it as you shouldn't think of it as a drug. If you want to work with it therapeutically. Question number two is ayahuasca addictive. All right. So this brings me to question number two that we were just talking about. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. So ding, ding, there's a no on that. 
And, and here's the reason why uh, ayahuasca is not addictive. So ayahuasca can be used by an experienced ayahuasca taker. Ayahuasca is used by shamans, right? So shamans, people don't realize this, but shamans actually drink ayahuasca before the ceremony starts also. So th it's just that ayahuasca affects them differently than it affects other people. It's not an addictive substance. In fact, ayahuasca, an ayahuasca ceremony is not pleasant at all generally. So that's one of the reasons why it's not really addictive. You, you would never put yourself through an ayahuasca ceremony just for shits and giggles, right? Like <laughs> ayahuasca ceremonies are work. They can be very difficult. Ayahuasca is a challenging plant teacher. And so you don't have to be afraid of working with ayahuasca. And then suddenly you're going to become addictive to keep going to ayahuasca ceremonies. That does not happen. It's not an addictive substance. Um, primarily maybe because it's not pleasant to work with. And so it's, it doesn't have the same, um, effect on you that a recreation recreational drug, which could get you addicted because recreational drugs tend to have pleasant experiences involved in it. And that's why people go into them. So when, when you have an unpleasant experience involved, it's less likely that you're going to be hooked. So it's not, it's not a drug and it's not addictive. So you don't have to worry about that. Question number three is ayahuasca dangerous. Yes, it can be ding, ding. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to answer yes to this question. And, and I'm going to say, yes, it can be dangerous. When you approach ayahuasca, it should be done from a level of respect and veneration to this plant. Okay. It is a very powerful, powerful plant teacher. And so when can it become dangerous? It's not the ayahuasca itself that's dangerous. All right. So I want to clear this up. The danger isn't coming from ayahuasca. The danger is coming from all kinds of things around the use of ayahuasca. Okay. So it can become dangerous. For example, if you decide that you're going to buy ayahuasca online and you're going to drink the tea at home by yourself, that could be dangerous because you're moving away from the traditional way in which ayahuasca is consumed. First of all, by being prepared by a respected and experienced shaman. When you buy ayahuasca online, you have no idea what you're buying. If you try to do ayahuasca by yourself, you may be stuck in a trip and you maybe need help and nobody's going to be around to help you. Right. And so that's what the shamans are for. So ayahuasca can be dangerous if you take it outside of its traditional, uh, um, setting. And if you, kind of just throw all of the rules that have been in place for thousands of years by indigenous cultures. They know so well how to work with this plant. And if you just throw all those rules out the window and say, oh, that's just unnecessary. I'm just going to drink some tea by myself. Yes. Ayahuasca can be dangerous. Okay. So the first thing that you want to do to make ayahuasca not dangerous is you're going to want to pick the shaman in the retreat center, spend some time doing that because your shaman, medicine man or medicine woman, they're the ones that are preparing the tea. And it takes a tremendous amount of experience to know how to prepare a proper ayahuasca brew. So if you're buying it online or if you're getting it from, a, you don't even know where the tea came from or who made it, then you're not going to be wanting drinking that. You're not going to want to drink that stuff. Okay. So it can be dangerous if you don't do your homework and don't prepare in advance, look for the right shamans, respectable shamans, respectable retreat centers so that you stay as close to local traditions as possible. And then yeah, ayahuasca then isn't dangerous if you're being accompanied by the right people, but it can be dangerous. And that's a word of caution for you. Do your homework before you decide to work with plant medicine, especially ayahuasca. Question number four, how often should you drink ayahuasca? Okay. 
Okay, so it varies, all right? So that's the that's the answer to this question. It varies. Um, there's really no set, set answer here. Some people like to work with ayahuasca more frequently than others. So for example, for me, I tend to work with ayahuasca maybe once a year, uh, sometimes not even once a year, but usually I'll stick to around once a year, I'll, I'll, I'll visit with the plant. But for some people, they like to work with plant medicine more frequently, especially in the initial phases of healing, when they have to work through a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff, they'll do multiple ceremonies. And then sometimes they won't come back to the plant for years, or sometimes they won't ever do the plant again. once they do those initial ceremonies and they clear with what they need to clear. So it depends. Um, sometimes I, I still work with ayahuasca, even though I've done the majority of my deep healing work from all the trauma that I went through. I'll still continue to visit ayahuasca because she's one of my uh, most cherished teachers. So I'll go to an ayahuasca ceremony, not specifically because I need something to heal or I have a challenge. I'll go because I want to visit with the, with the teacher that I respect so much. That is that, that's that plant spirit of ayahuasca. Um, and so, you know, you can go once a year. Uh, sometimes I'll do multiple ceremonies in a year. For example, the, the, the workshop that I'm giving at Rhythmia, uh, down at Rhythmia, we do four ceremonies from Monday through Thursday, one after the other. Okay. But I've also done ceremonies and worked with shamans where I only do one ceremony and that's it. I won't come back to the plant for at least a year. Okay. So it depends. It varies. You need to feel what's right for you, but you don't have to be afraid. There isn't a right answer or a wrong answer. Work with ayahuasca as much as you feel like you need to, and as much as you feel like you have the calling to. Question number five, can ayahuasca cure severe disease? Sometimes. Okay. So there's the answer to that. Sometimes. So there are miraculous stories of many people who go to South America, they work with ayahuasca and they are actually cured of life-threatening diseases like cancers, Parkinson's, all kinds of things. But then there are also stories of people that go to work with the plant and they don't, they, they're, they're not cured of the disease that they were, that they were working with, or they, they were working through. Okay. So it varies. It depends. Sometimes it depends on what your soul path is. It depends on a lot of things. So one way that I like to look at ayahuasca, instead of looking at it as a potential um, substance that you take or a potential plant medicine that you go to, to cure something, I like to think of ayahuasca as a tool for healing. All right. It's a tool to heal. And the reason that I look at ayahuasca this way is because no matter what you have, when you go to ayahuasca, you do receive a healing, but healing is different than cure. Okay. And so sometimes people will go, they won't receive cures to their, uh, to their illnesses, but when they come back, they have absolutely received a healing. And I've heard many, many stories of people who have uh, life threatening, sometimes terminal disease, and they go and they work with ayahuasca and they just receive an enormous healing from it, even though the physical uh, issue or disease was not cured. All right. So think of ayahuasca as a tool to heal, not necessarily as a, a 100% predictor of curing anything. That's a great way to see that. Now, if you want to go deeper into the actual healing capabilities of ayahuasca, I recommend a book and a documentary. The documentary is even better. It's called The Sacred Science. Look up this documentary or purchase the book. I'll leave links to that in the description box below. 
Sacred Science follows a group of very severely ill people that travel from the U.S. to South America to work with ayahuasca and other plant medicines. And so this is a great way for you to look into what, what it looks like, what work with plant medicine looks like when you have severe disease. So watch those resources after watching this video. Question number six, can you eat before an ayahuasca ceremony? Okay, so yes. <laughs> so the answer is yes, but, okay, so... What a lot of people do, myself included, you can eat, but I don't eat uh, on the day of the ceremony. Uh, and the reason is because I've been through enough ayahuasca ceremonies that the eating actually makes the, the ceremony more uncomfortable for me because I already know I'm going to be throwing up and all kinds of things. So what I do is I tend to just drink a lot of water on the day of the ceremony and I'll have maybe a fruit smoothie or a fruit and vegetable smoothie, something light, something liquid. And I'll usually have that. If I do have a smoothie, I'll have it like three or four hours before the ayahuasca ceremony so that when I get to the ceremony, my stomach is completely empty. All right. The last thing you want to do is have like a big fat sausage or burger and then go to an ayahuasca ceremony. Oh my God. It's going to be like the worst ceremony ever for you. Okay. So can you eat before an ayahuasca ceremony? Sure. You can try to stick to what shamans called la dieta. Um, and if you want to learn more about la dieta, check out uh, the video that I did before about ayahuasca. There'll be a link below for it. And you can watch that after this one, if you want to go deeper into what la dieta is, but basically in the days and weeks before the ceremony, and even on the day of the ceremony, if you are going to eat something, you know, really cut down on fats, animal proteins, processed foods, cut down on basically pretty much everything to where you're eating just maybe a few fruits, some vegetables, um, you know, just very, very light, very light, um, very like low fat stuff so that you're not, um, you're not burdening your body with a lot of fat right before uh, you do an ayahuasca ceremony. Okay. So can you eat? Yes. Uh, for some people we don't eat like myself, um, but you may want to eat a little bit and you may want to experiment too with this as you're working with ayahuasca more. You'll know what your body wants to do on, day, on the day of the ceremony. Question number seven, is ayahuasca the same as other psychedelics? No. <laughs> okay. No. So there are a lot of psychedelics out there, plant or non-plant. Um, so there's so many things from peyote, San Pedro, uh, Bufo, LSD, MDMA, uh, Iboga. There are a bunch of different psychedelics out there. Ayahuasca kind of sets itself apart in the sense that it's, it's different from other psychedelics. All right. So ayahuasca is, um, it's a different plant teacher. So again, when you're thinking about psychedelics, try not to think about them as just substances or pills or whatever. Try and think about them as plant teachers. So for instance, San Pedro is a plant teacher also. Iboga is a plant teacher from Africa. And so when you think about these substances, not as substances, but more also as plant teachers, then you're going to understand that they're all very different and they all have very different properties. But not only is the plant teacher different, so when I'm talking about plant teacher, so ayahuasca is known as the grandmother plant. And as a plant teacher, ayahuasca is a feminine uh, teacher. So a lot of times for so many of us, when we do a plant medicine ceremony, ayahuasca ceremony, you'll actually talk to the, to the spirit of ayahuasca and you'll know 
notice she's a very wise feminine voice. Whereas, for example, a San Pedro um, is a masculine voice, a different, completely different energy. So they all have different energies. But ayahuasca is also different in substance. Okay. So um, whereas other psychedelics, the substances are different. So for example, some of them have uh, mescaline like peyote. Um, some of them will have psilocybin. Some of them will have uh, MDMA, uh, LSD. These are all psychedelics. But ayahuasca, uh, the the constituent of ayahuasca that really opens the door to your spiritual communion and to altered states of consciousness is the compound uh, DMT, all right? So that's what's known as the spirit molecule, okay? So even in substance, the, the psychedelics all have different varying compounds um, that make them effective. So ayahuasca kind of stands out both, both in energy and also in substance. Question number eight, does ayahuasca make you sick? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Temporarily for the, for the majority of ceremonies, it does make you sick. You can go through a, go through an ayahuasca ceremony and not get sick, but that's pretty rare, especially if you work with the plant more. So ayahuasca is a purging plant. So part of the work that she does with you is she collects all of the old energy. She'll collect all that old energy and she will literally force your body to physically purge it. Usually most common is through diarrhea or through vomiting. So when you're in an ayahuasca ceremony, you have to walk around with your little bucket with you all the time because you never know when you're going to throw up. Okay. It's that common. And sometimes the vomiting is induced really, really quickly. All right. So yes, you will get sick temporarily, most likely, not always, but most likely I've had ceremonies where I haven't thrown up or haven't gotten sick, but more likely than not and more ceremonies than not I have. Um, so you will get temporarily sick, but it's a temporary sickness that tends to wean off at about, you know, for some people, four hours into the ceremony for other people, six hours. It depends on how long the plant stays with you, but usually the purging effects start to calm down maybe like four hours into the ceremony. So, um, but temporarily you're going to get sick, be prepared for that. Relax, just let it go. Don't resist it. Just if you have to throw up, throw up. If you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, don't resist it. The more that you resist, the more you're actually going to be causing the plant to, to want to purge even more. All right. So, but yes, you may get temporarily sick. Question number nine, are there contraindications for using ayahuasca? Yes, there are. Okay. Now these aren't completely set in, set in stone. So before I get into the contraindications, I want to give one, you know, pro tip recommendation, ding, ding, remember this. Regardless of what's going on with you medically or otherwise, you always want to consult with a physician and an experienced shaman. This is why I recommend, you know, uh, experienced healing centers like Rhythmia, for example, where you have medical staff and you also have shamans. So you have both of these teams together and they come in and they help you make better decisions. All right. So the list that I'm going to give you, it's not a black and white list. Some shamans will work with people who have certain conditions that I'm going to describe here. Other shamans won't. Uh, some physicians will recommend, other physicians won't. So please make this uh, list. Um, think about this list if you have any of the issues that I'm going to describe now, but ultimately talk to your shaman and talk to a physician uh, when making these decisions. All right. 
The first contraindication generally is if you have any type of psychosis, so like a schizophrenia, if you've been di diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, or any type of psychotic uh, mental illness, um, it's probably not the greatest idea to work with ayahuasca. Again, this isn't black and white. Some shamans will work with people who, who have issues with psychosis, but it has to be up to the shaman and to the physician or the psychiatrist that follows you, okay? Um, and so psychosis, sometimes if you have a history of psychosis, the ayahuasca plant can actually exacerbate it. So that's one of them. Another one is if you have, if you're taking any medications like antidepressants or medications that, that mess with the enzymes in your body, because an ayahuasca, one of the constituents of ayahuasca is a, an enzyme inhibitor. All right. So it may interact with your medication. So you're not going to want to be taking ayahuasca if you're on certain medications, but again, you're going to want to consult shaman and physician to know if that's true. All right. So if you're on certain medications, generally what happens is if you can, you're weaned off of the medications before you work with ayahuasca. But of course, some people cannot be weaned off of certain medications because they're life-saving. And so there may be times where you can't stop taking a medication. And that means that you precludes you from having, from working with ayahuasca. So that's another thing. Um, Another issue, if you have high blood pressure or heart disease, that, that is also generally a contraindication to working with ayahuasca because ayahuasca naturally raises your blood pressure a little bit. So if you already have problems with that, that may be an issue. Okay. So these are some of the common contraindications uh, for not working with ayahuasca. But again, you have to have your own consultation with physician and shaman, with medical professionals and shaman, and you can make your own decisions, more informed decisions based on your own needs. Question 10, where to do ayahuasca? Many places, all right? So fortunately, there are many places that are now open for ayahuasca ceremonies. Now there's good things and bad things about that, right? So the good thing is that there are more spaces that can welcome the increased number of people that are seeking to work with plant medicine, especially ayahuasca. The bad news is that some of those places aren't ethical and some of those places can actually be dangerous for you. So you wanna do your homework. And one of the ways in which you can do your homework is, you know, you can go online, read reviews of the retreat centers, find out about the shamans that work at these retreat centers and what you can, what, you know, what kind of information is out there about them. Word of mouth works really well. So if someone you trust has gone to a specific retreat center and they come back and they're like, this is the most amazing thing. The team there is amazing. All of that. Then of course that word of mouth recommendation works really, really well. Okay. But you're just going to do your homework specifically about the retreat center that you pick and the shaman or the shaman's team that you work with. And that'll, um, that'll be a great way for you to start uh, honing in on the right place to go. Follow your intuition also. So that's another uh, great thing. Follow your intuition. A lot of times when it's time for you to work with plant medicine, the plant will present itself to you uh, through different synchronicities. So follow your intuition and plan ahead. That's another great one plan ahead, please. Don't just get on. I, I can, And I'm saying this because I have had people send me emails about this, what I'm just going to say right now. I've had people send emails where they literally have gone on a plane in the U.S. and they've gone to Peru and they got off the plane in Peru and they started to look for a, <laughs> look for a shaman at the airport. Please don't do this. Don't, don't half-ass this. Don't do this because when you do this, what ends up happening is if you get off a plane in Peru and you start looking for a shaman, chances are you're going to find charlatan shamans, right? Because ethical shamans aren't generally waiting at the airport with a sign that says ayahuasca available, right? Like it's not going to happen. So 
you're going to be exposed to more charlatans or unethical shamans if you do it this way. So just plan ahead, pick a place, plan ahead, follow your intuition, read reviews, word of mouth, these kinds of things help. And if you want a recommendation from me, I've already given one. Uh, Rhythmia is a great place to start if you're interested in plant medicine and I'm gonna be heading down there and I work with with uh, the shaman team at Rhythmia. Is, they're just amazing. They're really incredible. So that's a recommendation coming from me. But if you want to go somewhere else, just follow the same rules that the same tips that I gave you here. Another thing that I wanted to drop here is a word of caution. Ding, ding. I need to drop this here in this video. I always drop this when I'm talking about ayahuasca because I've heard of, I've gotten many messages from people who, who've just scared me and really like, I, sometimes I read messages and they are surreal to me. So Please, here's the word of caution. Do not take ayahuasca by yourself, okay? Ayahuasca is traditionally taken with the presence of a shaman and usually a group of people, okay? So don't take ayahuasca by yourself. Please do not order ayahuasca online because you have no idea who made the potion, what's in it. You have no idea, so you don't know what you're drinking. So please don't. An ayahuasca brew is traditionally made by a highly experienced shaman, and that's the way it has to be. So when you go to a healing center, you know that the, the shamans there that are, that are doing the, the ceremony are the ones that made the brew. So you can trust that if you order something online, you have no idea what you're drinking. And if you're drinking alone, you set yourself up for problems because if you need some assistance, that's what the shaman is there for. The shaman is really, really instrumental in offering assistance throughout the night when you're doing an ayahuasca ceremony. If you're by yourself, there's no assistance. You have nowhere to turn. All right. So please don't do ayahuasca by yourself and please don't order it online. Okay. Always, always, uh, come to ayahuasca with a lot of reverence and a lot of respect using the ro the rules that have been used for thousands of years by experienced shamans and sticking as close to possible to the tradition of those medicines. If you want to go deeper in understanding plant medicine and ayahuasca, I highly recommend the free documentary, the reality of truth with Michelle Rodriguez. I'm going to leave a link of that video below so you can watch after watching this video. Now I want to hear from you. Do you have any questions about ayahuasca? that I didn't answer in this video, drop them below and maybe I'll do another video on ayahuasca later on. Click on this link to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website to download the free supplemental workbook that comes with this video. And don't forget this documentary, The Reality of Truth. That'll be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. That's it for me. I'm out.